Okay, before we jump into another episode of RHOD&D, we wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd. We're an entirely independently run show, and we quite literally couldn't do it without your support, so thank you for joining our Patreon and helping us continue to make new episodes of RHOD&D. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd for access to our player character sheets, DM notes and confessionals, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast released every other Monday on our off weeks, live events, merch drops, the chance to name an NPC, and so much more. Patreon.com slash Housewives of D&D. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. RHOD&D is a sexy, terrifying, savage podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode notes, along with links to all of our maps, transcripts, and ancillary content. Welcome back to another episode of RHO D&D. I'm Valen Shore, one of your DMs. And I'm Allison Zada, your other DM. Hi, I'm Riley Rose Critchlow, and I play Cassandra <laughs> Kasternak. Hi, my name's Liz Howe. I play Dr. C. Hi, guys. I'm Kosha, and I play Kiki. Hello, I am Nicole Weiland, and I play Anya Amovich. Wee! Nice. And now we're going to play a little game called Confessional. And today's question is... What's the wildest party you've ever been to? Ooh. Please start with Kosha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Playboy Mansion, because that was just chaos. <laughs> it was just like bottles of Dom everywhere. Mm. That was just crazy because I didn't even know things like that existed. But my other wild party is this party that I got invited to. I don't think they do it anymore. But they turned their entire apartment into a pillow fort. What? <gasps> yeah. You had to, like, prepare yourself. As soon as the door opened, you, like, went into a room where there were, like, snacks and drinks. But then after that, there was, like, a door to the party. And once you went into the door to the party, it was, like, sheets everywhere. Every room had a theme. And one room was just a complete ball pit. You couldn't even walk. You had to, like, crawl into <laughs> it. I didn't know, like, what was in there. And I just remember only a certain 
certain number of people could fit in there. Like, like it was capped out at a good like seven. And if, if any more people were in there, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I got to get out of there. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing. And I brought a friend one time and she hated it. So. Wait, oh. you went multiple times. This yes. is at someone's house. Oh Honestly, if they did, if they still do this, I don't know. Maybe I should like try to reach out. I would still go, <laughs> and I would probably try to recruit you guys. It was the I it was go. the wildest go. party I've ever go. been to. It sounds like a nightmare for me, sensorily, and I'm in. Okay, perfect. I was like, it is kind of a nightmare for people, and for those reasons, I wait. In. I have a question, Kosha, because you once asked us, wait. What is a grotto? But you've also been wow. That is a deep to the Playboy Mansion. That was like episode two, right? You guys, not only have I been in the grotto, I also just went to a friend's wedding who got married in Italy, and the word grotto was everywhere. I thought about you guys. I was like, oh, this is where the word grotto comes from. Uh, anyone else have some fun, fun party memories, regrets? <laughs> I feel like you have to answer those questions yeah, first, Val. Like I feel like you have some. You know, right? yeah, I think for the craziest party, it's really a joint one between Allison and myself many years ago, like <gasps> 10 plus years ago. We had an anniversary party for our friendship, as we often did. One was a toasting party where everyone was required just to toast to us. Yeah. The whole um, yeah, it was speeches. really fun. Everyone had to go around and give us a oh, speech. Oh, I thought you meant like bread, and I got very excited. <laughs> toast. I was like, well, I that bring would have been next level champagne. <laughs> it, was, and toast. it was champagne. It was a champagne party. We used to do those for theater. Did you guys do those ever? No. After like opening night, Andre, would, yeah. I frequently would bring a four dollar bottle of Andre to a yeah. party and just drink out of the bottle. So that's, if that counts, that's basically yeah. what the champagne parties were. Except like people had their own bottles, and we just went around in circles and complimented each other in that like theatery way, you know. Very emotional. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the party Valen's talking about, I think, was our reality TV party. Yes. We set up a confessional in the bathroom with a camera. It was like we had an America's Next Top Model competition. With Polaroid we inspired camera. like when something somebody like broke something in the kitchen for the punch or whatever. And like everyone talked about it in the confessional at different times. It was a like, mystery of who broke the punch thing. And like, yeah. Did you edit this footage together? Because it sounds like gold. <sighs> I it's been on my to do list for like the last thirteen years. Every now and then we You'll watch it, it and we just love yeah, it, and then we forget it. about it again. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty wild. I'd say my runner up wild party is my brother's Millennium New Year's Eve party. That was also pretty wild. What was so wild I about it? Were we like made it wild. twelve years old? <laughs> yes, um, but it was all of his like college friends, and they they he invited them all over to my family's house, and I was upstairs with my parents having like our normal New Year's, but they took over the downstairs, and um, in the earlier part of the evening. I was allowed to like be part of it and and refill their beers and stuff. Um, and I felt really cool about it. But it was it was wild in, in my 12 year old mind. <laughs> I love Allison so much. It's really Nicole. What's your wildest? Uh, what party? about you, Nicole? I'm a, yeah. I'm a square. I'm a square. Like the wildest parties I've been to. I have been working. Mm. at those parties. Like for many years, I attended bar at Yuri's Ball, which is celebrating the uh, first astronaut in space. And it would be like all these beautiful geniuses from the JPL under the Endeavor at the Science Center wow. on all of the drugs. No. So many drugs. They were talking to me about ego death. They're like trying to hand me party drugs. I'm pocketing them, but not taking them because I'm working right now. It's the whole thing. That's it. I just work. 
I just work at parties. Oh I God. don't. Um... Kids, if you need alcohol to do it, don't do it. Nice. Life lessons from Auntie Kiki. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Kosha. Yeah. What about you, Liz? Craziest Man, party? I was thinking about it. I think the craziest party is one that we threw at our old apartment. We had roommate and he invited a bunch of people over. We were all working. Um, we were all servers at different restaurants. And we, Ira and I went to bed and then name is David. David also decided to go to bed while everyone was still there. So no one was like sh- watching the party and they ended up taking a bunch of shot glasses and throwing them off our balcony into like the common area and pool. Whoa. It's <laughs> so dangerous. Um, yes, so dangerous. And then our landlady was like, we're going to kick you out. And so we just kicked David out. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that was probably my What worst. a wild party. Wow. <laughs> it was wild only in that like I stepped out and there was glass everywhere. And I was like, mm. yeah. Uh, the aftermath. David was like, I got tired. I was like, kick everyone out then. Yeah. Riley, what about you? <sighs> Guys, um, I mean, I threw a lot of parties in college. Mm. Liz, Kosha, you may have come. Um, was I there? You, you also Maybe. may have come. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, there were there were so many, but I feel like the wildest. I don't even remember what party led to this, but the wildest moment I can remember was after some party. It was like three or four in the morning. So it was like just the stragglers. And we decided to light my yard on fire um, no. because that's what you do. So we lit a no. big old bonfire in my front yard and and then just started like whatever we could throw in it. It was like pretty large. And then at the end of the night, we were like, we're tired. We're going to go to bed. So we just put a door. We like found a door and put it on it. And then the next morning you I woke up. <laughs> a door? Yeah, it was like it around. Was, it was USC. You it was just around. Oh, it was yeah. just around. Was that's college. not the, I promise oh, no. that's not the weird part of this story. <laughs> I woke up great. I woke up in the morning um, and you have that thing where you're very hungover and you're like, what happened? Oh, 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 that's right. And I looked out my window because I was like, my my landlord is going to not be pleased probably about the large fire in the front yard. Um, and I looked out my window and somebody had cleaned it all up, what? which is so much scarier than it still being there. <laughs> Whoa. Are you sure it happened? Did you have a door? Yeah, I've got all, I've got <gasps> photos of it. I've got like photos of the flames. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it worked out. Uh, the moral of this story is don't do anything that I did if you're listening to this. And um, I was a lot more fun in college. Last week on RHOD&D, your time with Rory, Thea, and the rest of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Plants came to a dramatic conclusion. With the escape of Brother Zane, the semi-willing sacrifice of Sister Magnus to the Nightbloom, and a whole lot of slippery halflings. But first, Dr. Christina had a mysterious and revealing dream and made a triumphant return, more powerful and younger looking than ever. She's ready to step into the spotlight and take Cass's crown, figuratively and literally. Anya overpowered Brother Zane, but didn't kill him. She also sort of forgave Kiki. Or was that the Sisterhood's special herbal blend talking? Yes. Meanwhile, Kiki was grossed out by the halfling sisters, traumatized by their carnivorous night bloom, and once again, extremely disappointed with her blowgun bundle. (laughs) Saxfira is getting to her, and homesickness is setting in. Seems like Kiki might not be as tough as she looks. 
And Cassandra overcame her ruined extensions and missing eyelashes to convince the sisterhood to join Saks Powera. And one possession of the Nightbloom's gift, a pearlescent seed with special powers. But now that Cass has so many new followers, does she still need the housewives? Will Cass strike out on her own? Has Anya really forgiven Kiki? Will Dr. C tell anyone what truly happened with the Vulture Queen, or will she stick with her micro-needling story? And what is Bryn going to name his new cat? Yeah! Find out this week on RHO yeah, D&D. That's right, yeah! First off, we'd like Anya to roll two D20s, one for the amount of vegetables you were able to pick up, and one mm-hmm. for the amount of spliffs. Oh, <laughs> sick, Doug. All right, we got 16 veg. Nice. Nice. And we got six spliffs. Mm, All right. right. I know. (laughs) The devastation. Well, now we know. Cool. Um, So to remind everyone where they are, Anya and Kiki are over by the horses. Cass is in the center near the Maypole Mm -hmm. with Dr. C nearby. And Bryn is, yeah, a few tents down and he is clutching a large orange tabby cat. The ceremony is at its end and the night bloom closes up tight once again, awaiting next year's sacrifice. The sisters yawn and stretch, the excitement of the day catching up with them at last and begin to make their way towards their sleeping tent. Two of them take the maypole from Cass and carry it carefully away. And Sister Pluvius approaches Anya and Kiki by the horses and says, I see you want to leave, and I certainly don't blame you, but you're welcome to stay the night and get some rest if you'd like. It's so very dark in the forest at night, and we have plenty of room. Yes, I think this is a good idea. Do I, do I get to act? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to take out my blowgun. Oh, oh. oh no! I thought you meant act like an actor, and I was like, yeah, Please me too. Do. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to load up my blowgun and shoot it at Sister Pluvius. There, there we go. I'm just gonna reach out and just like put put her hand over the blowgun and say, Kiki, Kiki, no. Okay, no dexterity contest to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I had a lot of like really good powers that I'm sleeping on. Yeah, for this contest, you'll add a plus three because your dexterity is quite good. Sister Pluvius has done nothing to you. (laughs) Fifteen. And I got a seven, so Sister P is fucked. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Does it go through your hand? Like... I think I was going up top, like, to put the blowgun down, like, uh, oh, to, like, put it down. Got it. Do you have Sister Pluvius' stat block? Um, I... I, No, I don't have it up because I did not anticipate. Um, And then I I think this will be an attack roll for Kiki. Yeah, to see if she to see if she hits. Right off the top, you guys. We're already trying to okay, kill there's people. There's no modifier on that, or am I? Oh no, you'll add a seven, seven to seven that attack bonus. Kosha. Okay, so six plus seven is thirteen. Okay. Oh my gosh. Sister Pluvius is our strongest one. Yes, and actually, fun fact about Sister Pluvius, she might be able to tell you why she's so strong if anyone asked her. But um, but yeah, she's dead now. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was what was the roll? Thirteen. Thirteen. She has an AC of fifteen. Okay. So Kiki immediately Ooh. is like, "How did that not hurt you more or hit?" Because yeah, it, basically it kind of just bounces off of her. And Sister Pluvius looks up at you with a shy smile and says, "The night bloom gave me the gift of extra strength." Okay. Sister P, wait, wait, wait. Like, how? What happened? <laughs> 
She explains that one year she was the recipient of the pearlescent seed. And when it planted and it grew into a fruit and she ate the fruit, what it gave her, the gift that she didn't necessarily want, but that she needed was the gift of extra strength. And it turns out she did need it because look what just happened. Yeah. She ate the fruit. Mm-hmm. Of the night bloom. How far away is Cass from this convo? Yeah. Does she hear this? I think she's far enough away not to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Sister P, is Offer of Sleep still on the table? Because, you know, LOL. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> maybe roll a persuasion check because, you know, this has been pretty offensive. I get a 19. Okay. Persuasion. So against her better judgment, she feels like, yeah, you know what? Like, she'll let this one slide. You guys have been helpful. So you can stay the It was night. just a blow dart. Oh, God. Oh, thanks, Sister P. That's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> kiki, kiki. Shh. Uh, be chill, okay? Ladies, uh, Cass, uh, Dr. C, uh, Bryn, do you want to stay the night and um, get to sleep and maybe some spell slots? Back um, for resting, everybody. On board? Dr. C looks around and finally is able to really take in the whole area and says, yes, I would love to get some more sleep. Casco's hmm. not while that witch is in our midst. Did you hear how she said, yes, I'd love to get some more sleep. That is an evil, evil witch. Why is no one listening to me? I, because it is just Dr. C and she is looking very fresh and, and lovely. But again, she did say she had micro needling done somewhere. Anya, did you not see how Brother Zane was in that tent and then all of a sudden he's missing and Dr. Christina comes out of that tent? Dr. Christina is Brother Zane. Can I roll a, per- a persuasion? Yeah. Or yeah. A, yeah. Do you feel like this is kind of hard for Anya to believe because the DC might need to be like at a 15? I mean, I was in there and right. I made Dr. Uh, Billy Zane real crispy. So I know that there's no way. There is no way. So you have knowledge that might make it hard to convince you, but not impossible. Yes. Let's call it a yes. 15. It's yeah, I got a 13. Because mm. I burnt Brother Zane to a crispy crisp. Okay? Like that. <laughs> There's his body. I, mm. do, I let him live because, you know, I'm trying to turn over new leaf. Okay? Oh, like, so where is he then? The only probably... person that's come out of that tent is Dr. Christina. Dr. Christina is like, who is, why is Billy Zane here? Oh, yeah. Well, who is Billy Zane? Sure. Kiki, Kiki wants to ring, ring Cass. Okay. Okay, yeah. Ring, ring Cassan. You just hear ring, it. Ring, ring Cassan. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Cassan, I don't know if you're hearing me, but I just got <laughs> some 411 from Sister P. And she told me that that fruit thing that you got from that plant makes you age really quickly. So I don't know <laughs> if you want to like hold on to that, but I just wanted you to have that information. Okay, bye. Ooh, deception check. Wow. Wow. Kiki's on one. <laughs> okay, what am I adding to this? I feel like my deception's not great, but let's see. Oh, no, it, it's not bad. It's 13. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's believable. It seems possible. But we don't know. All of know? it sounds weird. It's Kiki. Sure. All yeah, right. exactly. Cass just like shakes her head to be like, get out of my fucking head. God. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> Cass is done with everybody's bullshit. She's going to go into one of the tent. She wants to go hang out with the sisters. Where are all the sisters at? In the sleeping tent. All right, I'm going to go hang out with them. Okay, so you go over there. I feel like they are supporting you in your discourse against Dr. Christina um, because it's not like they don't believe you. So I feel like Dr. Christina is not welcome in the sleeping tent, but can sleep somewhere else. 
Okay, then can I go in there and convince them to not let the others in? Yeah, you can definitely try. Yes. So you go into the sleep tent and they're all starting their sleep routines with like candles and pajamas and singing their sleep songs. And you <laughs> I'm shut- sorry, can you give us an example of what <laughs> of those sleep songs? A sleep song? Yeah. We're yeah. gonna need that. We're gonna need that. You can't just throw out <laughs> singing their sleep songs and then <laughs> like sleeping is not dying, it's just dreaming for you and me. Oh, that's magical. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping is not dying. It's just dreaming. You yeah, that's it. Oh my that was god! That's great. I love it. Thank you. So you shut the curtains behind you, and you hush all of them, and in your most earnest way, warn them about the three others. And if you could roll a persuasion check with advantage because of your crown, mm-hmm. we're so fucked, you guys. Sixteen. Okay, so they're you know now it's becoming kind of like a scary story before bed. But you got them eating out of the palm of your hand and they believe you. So they they like knot up the the ropes to make sure no one can get into the, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the curtain. Good. For their safety. <laughs> so Anya is gonna approach and like try to knock on the on the curtain door and, yeah. and go, Cas, Cas, um, I understand you are big upset. I'm hoping that we can just have a quick chat. No one else is here. Now, Kiki, Kiki and Dr. C are over, you know, doing whatever. Um, can we just talk like lady to lady? Me and you, one on one. Cass is going to just put her face, like without unknotting the curtain, <laughs> just like put only her face through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she also like, mm-hmm. she's like, I feel like maybe some of the sisters heard that as well. And so she's got them like on standby. And they're all hushing mm-hmm. each other. And just like puts her face out. And make sure Anya's alone, right? Yes. Yes. Then what? Hey, girl. Oh, wow. You're looking so pretty. I love this framing of your face. Um, so um, what are you th- like? I want to know. Why do you think that she is Billy Zane? I, I am. I'm a little nervous. I want to see your side of the story. What is going on? Well, if you rewind about two minutes back, back in the day when I clearly explained to you that what we all saw happen was that Brother Zane went into that tent. You didn't kill him for some reason. And then his body disappeared and was replaced with Dr. Christina looking like she's 27. Does none of this sound suspicious to you at all? Okay. She seems to be touting some story about micro-needling. We all know that's some bullshit. Yes, yes. We all know the micro-needling is bullshit. It doesn't really work. Even if you do the vampire facial, it does not really work. Anyway, listen. I'm with you on this, but my fear and and confusion comes with this is long established community, right? Like this these people have been here for a long time and Dr. C has been with us uh, the whole time, this past five days, six days, you know, except for the one time, you know, when we were lost in the cave. But like, there's not enough time to establish whole community, plant big plant, make big plants. <laughs> there's no actual way that Dr. C can be Billy Zane, right? I, it sounds to me like you're rather confident for somebody who's been dropped into a mysterious land where magical shit keeps happening all over the place that we can't necessarily explain. Whoa, but I do understand that you've been smoking a lot of spliffs today so I'll give you a pass on that one thank you all I'm saying is that it's me or her you can choose if you want to hang out with me and the sisters we would love to welcome you in on the condition that we keep a close eye on your behavior or if you want to hang out with that evil witch outside 
that's up to you. What if I go in neutral tent, which I did lightly set on electrical fire, and sleep <laughs> on Billy Zane's couch? What if that me and Bryn and new kitty, he's orange, did you see? And then, you know, Dr. C can fend for herself for a minute. And then tomorrow, we, in the cold light of day and sobriety, we regroup. Sure, I don't give a fuck where you sleep. I don't know why you needed to knock on my tent to ask permission to sleep in another tent. <gasps> Whoa. Okay, bye. Should we roll for hurt feelings? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. My feelings are hurt just <laughs> listening wow. to that. That's a constitution modifier, right? Yeah, constitution. I got a seven. Oh, wow. That hurt. That stung. You've been stung by two friends yeah. Yeah. in this one yep. day. So uh, I guess Anya is just going to Charlie Brown it. Yeah. Sadly, Aww. over to her tent. As Cass pulls her face back into the tent, she says to the sisters, but like really to Anya, loyalty speaks volumes and just like shuts the curtain. Whoa. Oh my gosh. What a journey your relationship has been on these past couple of days. Could Dr. C have seen that whole interaction? Could I have heard it? I don't think you heard it, it but I think you could see. So I saw Cass's head pop out like she was being given like birth. (laughs) Like a baby. <laughs> very much like that. Like, a, like very, like, yeah. through the yeah. cervix. And a lot of nodding from Anya yeah, a lot and of passionate hands. And then, like, a weird, I saw Anya walk away. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to call Anya. Anya, I know this sounds crazy, but do you just want to find a tent to sleep in with me and Kiki? No. Kiki heard, heard that and was like, mm, <laughs> Kiki is like leaving and searching for a tall tree she can climb up. Oh, great. I mean, there's plenty to choose from. So just choose a tree. All of the circles that are dark brown are trees. We're just seeing it from the top. Can she leave this area? Yeah, uh, she wants to leave the map area. Uh, and just like kind of go off into the woods and climb a tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dr. C's like, Anya, how would you feel about following Kiki and making camp underneath whatever tree she decides to sleep in? I think that sounds good. Bryn! Bryn! <laughs> Are you ready to go, baby? He is ready to go. He runs up clutching his cat. Oh. Um, how big is this tree, Kosha, in your head? Is it is it small, medium, or large? I know. My size stuff is, is different. Is it small, um, medium, or My size stuff is different. I know. Like, when I first found out how small Bryn was, like, in my mind, I thought he was, like, the size of, like, half my thumb. And then they were like, no, he's, like, the size of a person. Oh, that explains a that lot is- more about why you were so creeped out yeah. by him. Because that's scary. That is kind of scary. Yeah, he's just a little now guy. We need a we need a character like that. Um, this tree, Kiki thinks, is like pretty large. Like definitely, like over twenty feet tall. I think, or at least fifty. No, it's got to be over twenty feet tall. She's like so sick of everybody, and she's just kind of like, I got my sights set on you. And I'm ready to A. And she's just looking for a tree. And then she finds one, right? Yeah, she finds one. There's trees literally everywhere. It's Great. the forest. <laughs> Great. Okay, so she's she finds a tree with like a, a thick ass branch that can, yeah. you know, hold her ass. Yeah. And I think she starts to like climb this tree. Great. Praying that no one is behind her. Great. Let's uh, do a roll for athletics. Yeah. And she's got the extra help from her nails. That should come in handy. Potentially, yeah. If you roll over a 10, you've climbed the first part of the tree. Nine. Oh, oh no. But, but doesn't she get extra points from her nails? Isn't that a weapon? Um, Are you fighting the tree? I feel like the nails might just give her a plus one. 
Because, like, yeah, just, like, grabbing okay, into yeah, it. plus one. So that gets yeah. to a 10? Gets to a 10. Great. And let's do the same thing. You can add a one as well for this next round okay. of tree climbing. Okay, 14. Great. Awesome. You're scurrying up that tree. Safe and sound. So I guess Dr. C, Anya, and Bryn see, like, Kiki's feet disappearing <laughs> like <shimmying> <laughs> up <laughs> into a tree. And I'm like, oh, uh, Dr. C... Um, I guess this is this is it. You ready to make camp? Yep. Okay. Great. Right. Great. Meanwhile, in the sleep tent, you know they're all excitedly getting tucked in. They did request Cass that you tuck all of them in one by one. That's fine, um, as long as uh, first they can identify the best bed, and then just make sure that I have the best bed. I would be yeah. happy to tuck them all into their lesser beds. They point to a queen size bed in the middle that Brother Zane sometimes would sleep in. He also would individually tuck them all in every night. Ew. Can we change the sheets on that bed real quick? Get some fresh linens. Yeah, they can change the sheets. Yeah, great. Yeah, they nod and they do. Yeah, so then Cass goes around to each little sister and like like sweeps the hair out of their face and gently kisses them on the forehead. That's weird. Ew. And How many of them are there? Like 99. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we lost Magnus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Magnus, yeah. There's an empty bed in the corner. Yeah, she like places her hand on the empty bed and like looks back at them all and says... For Magnus. He's just milking the <laughs> shit out of this. So it probably takes Cass at least like, you know, an hour and a half to get through all the tucking of the ends. Mm -hmm. And do you go to sleep, Cass? I do. I think first I'm going to mend my extensions. Your hair extensions? Ooh, using your Ooh. mending spell? Yes. Okay. So is that That's a cantrip for you, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. So you can just do it. So yeah, she's like, she's very much feeling her old power by being surrounded by worshipers and getting those toxic bitches out of her fucking line of sight mm -hmm. and putting herself back together and sleeping in the queen bed in the middle of the room with her crown on, obviously. Yes. And Clarissa's with her, obviously, as well. So she's going to put Clarissa on the foot of the bed. Should anybody try and, like, sneak in? Mm -hmm. She tells, or she can't tell Clarissa, but... You can tell her in English. <laughs> she just tells her in English, like, keep watch. <laughs> and Anya and Dr. C, you've been making this camp. Is it a full camp? Are you using bedrolls? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I lay out a bedroll. And just as I'm on the cusp of sleep, I'm going to whisper, Dr. C, are you still awake? And Dr. C's like, yes. Yes, Anya, what's going on? I just realized that CC is in Cass's bag of holding. <laughs> What the fuck do you think are you talking about? <laughs> Look, we found a room. Cass took a, a crown and I and I took a, a, a compass and, 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 and Cece took a ring and then she turned into tiny dragon statue and disappeared and Cass put her in a bag. And I'm wondering, like, do you think she needs to breathe? Do you think she is okay? Dr. C's like, oh, I, I, mm, what? What did I miss? You missed so much. Where did you go? I was asleep. Asleep? Because mm -hmm. you looked hella fucked up. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, that's the thing about medical procedures. It's the payoff is great, but it takes a long time to heal. Because mm, you're looking very good today. Thank you. And I'll just say, I'm worried about Cece. Maybe, maybe tomorrow we ask Cass just to like tie her to her side. Because like the hamstrap is tied in my bag, right? Like, what if she has to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. C is like, okay, do you want to go get her now? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's been days already. <laughs> I just, 
sorry. I just had to, to say that out loud so I don't forget. <laughs> Good night. Okay. Is it? Wait, wait. What? Yeah. Anya, yeah. Is, is there anything else I should know about? <laughs> I will say that, you know, Bryn is very strong emotionally and physically. Don't forget. So, um, anyway, love you. Good night. <laughs> Roll over. Good night. <laughs> Can Dr. C read her tome? For a little nighttime sleepy. Oh, we didn't know if you would ever ask. And oh. so <laughs> the answer is absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dr. C, like, I just want to do a little light reading oh. before bed. Also, I've been asleep for a while, so I have some energy. Can you tell us the name of the tome that you would like to read? Uh, tonight's tome would be the Tome of the Vulture Queen. Yeah. All right. As Dr. C does that, Kiki is like... Ring, ring, everyone. And then she's like, Oh my God. She's like, The last time I freaked out, I just kept looking down. I just sister, and you asked me what I'm thinking about. Oh, good luck reading that tome. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. C pulls out the Tome of the Vulture Queen. This is a well-preserved but ancient book bound in leather. It's covered decorated with inlaid vulture feathers. Inside, the pages are thin and yellowed and covered in spidery handwriting. And Dr. C is able to read as many chapters as she has levels. So now that she's level three, she can read three of the chapters. And as you open it up, you see that inside it's an ancient pre-existing book. And then there are also some more recent handwritten notes kind of in the margins and um, scribbled over the cover page. And so it's, it's clearly like it's been in someone's possession and they've been adding to it. And would you like to read the first chapter? Yeah, I would. All right. So chapter one, handwritten on the first few pages, it says, Vulture Queen's book. Keep out. Yes. I'm so glad. <laughs> the voice is back. <laughs> No boys allowed. <laughs> and then it says, Unless you are the Vulture Queen, in which case, well done. You've killed me. But I won't hold that against you. I've had centuries to come to terms with mortality, and I've decided to help you. This tome was part of a set that was, shall we say, liberated from the Queen of the Blackbirds by myself and my sisters. It contains all the information that allowed me to become the Vulture Queen, as well as my own notes on the subject. In these pages, you'll find an assortment of information, spells, amusing anecdotes, and maybe some poetry. We'll see how I feel. The more powerful you become, the more useful this book will be to you. To begin with, if you're to be the Vulture Queen, you'll need to have some vultures on hand. No doubt you'll have your favorites, I certainly do. Brothers, you know, they have the best senses of humor. Did I ever tell you about their one black eye and one green eye? Clets of green eyes, the right eye, Jotsam's green eyes, the left eye. Maybe you already have one or two with you, but if you ever need more, here's something I found useful. <laughs> and then there is a description in there of a spell called the Queen's Kettle which uh, will allow you to summon vultures, and we will get you that information. Um, that's chapter one. You can keep going if you want or save the rest for later. Uh, let's save the rest for later. Cool. Lovely. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you are all fast asleep in the night. Maybe you're having dreams or nightmares. Maybe not. We know one thing for sure. Cassandra is having a real vivid dream. <laughs> so in your dream, you've just been slapped by Dr. Christina. <gasps> Fuck that bitch. So you're right back there and she slaps you hard. And the skin on your face decays under her touch. <gasps> what? <gasps> Could you roll a d6 for damage? Ooh, six. Wow. It is getting catty. Cassandra runs into the dressing room of the studio where you had your reunion, crying and looking for makeup to cover it up. And you hear, I can't believe she did that to you. You turn around and you see your most trusted friend, Sebastian. And he's saying, she's getting really powerful, but not as powerful as you. You turn to the mirror in the dressing room. You look at your face. Could you roll a D8? please. One. And then you'll add your constitution modifier. Uh, Still a one. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, the good news is it completely heals your face. It's back to being smooth and beautiful. And now your HP is going to upgrade by one. You are leveling up. (gasps) Wow. There's a knock on the door of your dressing room. You open the door. It's Prince Garen. (gasps) Garen. He is. Who the fuck is Prince Garen? <laughs> he visited us briefly in the tavern and left me a note. He's my secret admirer. And a ring, mm. as far as I'm concerned. No, that's Sasha's wedding. As far ring. as I'm concerned. <laughs> he's, he tells you he's going off to battle. He needs your help. And he says, quick, tell me that poem you told me the other night. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> that, that poem I told you the other night. Yeah, it goes... Um, Cass, Cass, what a beautiful lass. She'll help you go out and kick some ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As you tell him this poem, his muscles grow and his armor becomes even more impressive and decorated. And he says, you have inspired me on a new level. You're welcome. (laughs) He gives you a box of chocolates as a thank you. And he says... You are growing more powerful, but you need to choose where to focus your energy. Mm. You open the box of chocolates and they're all labeled deception, (gasps) insight, intimidation, (gasps) investigation, performance, or persuasion. (gasps) Which one do you eat? I'm so annoyed. What flavors are they? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, persuasion. Great. So you will add a plus two. You can eat one more chocolate. You can eat a second chocolate. Oh, her eyes look just so excited. Wait, what are my options again? Deception, (laughs) insight, intimidation, investigation, or performance. I think I'm going to go with intimidation. Interesting. Nice. 
fascinating. Plus two to both of those things. It was a proficiency bonus upgrade. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Wow. So Cass turns around and Sebastian is trying to be quiet on his phone. And he's saying something in the phone. He's saying, that sounds good. I'll be in touch. Something doesn't sit right with Cass. Could you roll an insight check for her? That's a four. Uh, seems like there's something Sebastian's not telling you, but you can't pick up anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. But you feel a power welling up in you, and you ask him a question and make him tell you the truth. What is that question? What the fuck is happening with the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Allison, what's the answer? He says, you'll find out. And then he lights a match and he says, face your fears, Cassandra. And then you wake up and it's morning. Wait, but he didn't tell me the answer. That's not the answer. Well, I thought I had to tell me the answer. <laughs> he told you truth. You get a new spell from that. It's called Zone of Truth. Fuck. Zone of Truth. The truth may not always be the answer, but they can't lie when they're under the Zone of Truth. Right. And then should we share with everybody the followers thing that Cass has so they know what's going on over there or is that yes please yeah i mean it depends if you want them to use it against me i mean we will (laughs) so this is part of the subclass that we are creating you now have this follower system that the more followers you get in the land the more things that unlock for you whoa oh my god oh my god it's beautiful it's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) i actually feel like we should use this and start like a real possible cult cult just for tax benefits (laughs) so you will be able to choose any first level to add to your spell book as well any cantrip to add to your spell book as gifts for these things yes all right. So it is morning. Cass's dream has woken her up and it is daylight. It is also daylight in the woods. So the the ones sleeping in the woods might be stirring. Uh, the sisters in the sisterhood are bustling around. They are making some noise, chattering amongst themselves. Um, you can see that several of them are, are leaving the settlement and you can see them waving and calling to each other. It's clear some of them are going back to their original homes now that, uh, you know, things have kind of transpired the way they did with Brother Zane. Some of them are going to spread the word about the new sisterhood of Sex Powera, yes. but there are definitely people who are are leaving the settlement. Things are getting packed up. It's a time of transition, and it is morning. And Sister Pluvius is over near the horses. Um, if you'd like to go talk to her, but you're welcome to do whatever you want. I'm leaving. Oh, girl, you're in a tree. <laughs> you can leave. Girl, you're in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so Kiki's climbing down from the tree with the intention of leaving. Yeah, and I feel like what Sister Pluvius has with her are a few parting gifts of. You know, like some food wrapped up and like a few torches and, you know, some supplies to gift you on your journey. This is for Cassandra, of course. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I'm in the tent with just Sister Pluvius. Everybody else is like gone and is beginning their day. Uh, Sister Pluvius is over by by the horses. Um, But she she motions to you. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm going to motion to her because I would like her to come to me. She comes to you. Does she? Oh, great. Um, so, hi, Sister Pluvius. Hey. Um, it looks like you've got wrapped packages that are perhaps for me. Uh, she nods and she offers them to you. It's, it's yeah, kind of, you know, bread um, and some vegetables bundled in a little canvas sack. Mm. Um, and she kind of, and a torch. And she, she, you know, kind of gives a little nod of her head as she gives it to you. Okay. Well, all right. Fast just puts that in her bag. Pluve, come on. Come, come sit by me real quick on this queen-size bed right here. Oh, okay. She glances around like... 
She might be about to get in trouble, but she sits next to you. No, no. I just noticed that you were like one of the stronger sisters. And I just wanted to ask you a few questions before I set out on my journey. So she's hopefully sitting on the edge of my bed. I've at least invited her to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And Cass would like to go. She's going to empty her bag or at least pull items out of her bag and would like to ask Sister Pluvius about some of them. Oh, wow. Cool. Great. Specifically, I noticed you all are very into fruits and vegetables, which like love that. Obviously, that's why your skin is so glowing. Some might say that you're a little too slippery, but (laughs) easy fix. Um, I just wanted to check and see if you've ever seen one of these before. And she holds up one of the ice fruits. Oh. Oh, Sister Pluvius, when you hold up that ice fruit, she kind of squints at it and then her eyes go wide and she reaches out a hand and says, May I? Sure, just, you know, be careful. Like, maybe wipe off your, your greasy little hand a little bit first. She she wipes her hand on her skirt and then she reaches her yeah. hand out again. Okay, here you go. Okay, so she takes it and she holds it up so it catches the light and you can see that the ice is still pretty thick and that, yeah, inside of it there seems to be some kind of, like, liquid moving around, if you remember, from the tree. And she says... She's heard of this. It is an ice fruit from a special tree, is it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is. She seemed overwhelmed by it, and she actually hands it back to you as though she's afraid of it a little bit. Um, and she says that she thought that they were a myth. She's never seen one in real life, but she has heard that... If you are powerful enough to get to what is inside, something very special may happen. Like? No one in living memory could tell you what it is. Hmm. Okay. Noted. Mm-hmm. Um, she pulls out one of the mushrooms. Same same deal. Any familiarity with this bad boy? Um, From Finlow's cave? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so Sister Pluvius, she recognizes them and she says, Actually, we, we use similar ones here in the sisterhood. They are useful in various ways. These purple ones can be used to make a purple dye. The yellow ones can be used to make the yellow dye. They're often used in, in art and also in cooking, but I wouldn't eat the purple ones. What about the yellow ones? You can eat the yellow ones. Okay. She's going to take out the Haunted Well token. Okay. Have you ever seen one of these before? Sister Pluvius has never seen one of these before. Right. And then she's going to take out Sasha's beetle brooch. Have you ever seen one of these before? She has seen beetles before. Does it look different than your average beetle in any way? It's a pretty beetle. Great. We love it. Thank you so much. We, I, I deeply value your knowledge and inspiration. If there's any other information or advice that you might give me, I believe I'm going to go try and find Prince Garin. I don't know if you know him. I know him, obviously. But um, if there's anything I need to know about how to get to him, what he's all about, anything at all. Uh, Sister Pluvius perks up. She has heard of Prince Garin. Because he is a well-known adventuring prince, and he lives in Other City, and he's known to go on excellent adventures, and he's something of a, a storybook prince in the land. He's young, he's handsome, he's strong. Everyone knows Prince Garin. He does this funny thing where he supposedly pretends to be normal and wanders around, but we all know who he is, but we all play along because we just love him so much. Yes, I'm familiar. Sounds insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) He's absolutely a tech bro. Cass goes, he actually gave me this ring and shows her the ring. She, she's overwhelmed. 
as she should be. Sister Pluvius tells you that if you're if you are looking for Prince Garen, you must find him in Oether City. And to get to Oether City, there are two paths out of the Sisterhood. If you take the this main path out, it will fork in two directions, and both paths will eventually lead you to Oether City. One is a longer way that is safer, and one is a shorter way that is more dangerous. But both will get you to the same place. Great, thank you so much. You can go. Dismissed. She blinks and then she stands up and kind of shuffles out of the tent and, and bangs into it as she leaves and then runs away and her face is flushed. And you can close the close the door. Flaps. flaps. The flaps. She closes the flaps. Thank you. And then you hear her muttering to herself like she's berating herself like she did something wrong. Oh. She'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Cass is alone in the tent, right? No one else is in this tent with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take the ice fruit out and try to <gasps> melt it with the heat of my palms. Just like... Okay. Like, you know, like breathe on it. As you do that, it's very, very slight, but there is a little bit of condensation that starts to come off of that first layer. It's not it's not as frosty in that one place that you went. But this ice is very thick. Mm-hmm. So um, what would everyone else like to do? Anya stretches and wakes up and sees that Bryn is her little spoon. And then the cat is Bryn's little demi-toss. They're just in a little, Aww. it's so cute and wholesome. Aww. And she rolls over and is Kiki climbing down out of the tree at this moment? Have we missed her? What's the vibe? Uh, she's, yeah, she's just getting down from the tree. Kiki is like, like just kind of like, putting her leg out to find something to step on so she doesn't trip. She feels a little bit of fur and is like, oh, good, a rock. Oh, you going to step on the cat? <laughs> oh. just hops down. Dr. C is awake and fully dressed and ready to go and just watching. Creepy. That's super creepy. I feel like that cat meows. Yeah, and- that cat screeches and, like, darts, like, right towards Bryn and, like, scrambles under his shirt. Oh. And Kiki's like, sorry, Dr. Anya. Oh, Kiki, um, <laughs> please be careful. That is Bryn's new cat. Bryn, what did you say the name of the kitty was? Meat. Meat? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, egg, butter, and meat. It makes it makes sense. It follows the naming convention that we have established as a family. Wow. I just don't love it. I don't love Honestly, it. at this point, Kiki's like, I don't even, you guys can't even fault me for this. You guys are just doing it to yourselves. <laughs> She's going to eat that cat. She's going to eat that cat. Come on, Bryn. Why don't you, why don't we Russian doll this situation and you hop in my shirt and and the cat is in yours, and then we'll just we'll pack up and go. You ready? Quick question for the DMs. Mm-hmm. Is the cat inside Bryn's shirt along with the hamstrabbits? Oh, shit. Ew. <laughs> just a query. Yes. How many hamstrabbits do we have left? None anymore. There, no, there are two hamstrabbits, and the cat, for some reason, is not interested in eating them. Okay. The hamstrabbits are alive? Two of them are. We started with, what, seven? Two surviving. So now they're just terrified. But, but they're they haven't, like, started no, they're, not, they're not terrified either. These animals weirdly seem to get along just fine. Oh, God, this is such a Peter Pettigrew situation. They're just all people. <laughs> um, anyway, Bryn, do you, are you wanting to travel inside of my breastplate, or are you wanting to walk on your own now? How are you feeling? I'd like to ride the horse. Dr. C's like, Anya, I think he just called you a horse. (laughs) Oh, no. Bryn is not brutal like that. Bryn, did you mean me as horse or big giant butter? Butter. Yeah. Okay, see, Dr. C? I didn't know we had horses. Oh, yeah, we have the the horses. Yeah, I had no idea there were horses. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were traveling with Christian, and we got the horses and ourselves high and slightly floated across the river. But these are different than, like, our original horses, right? 
No, no Brock, Brock is, is here too, there. Kosha. <gasps> oh my God, Brock's here! I love that every time we mention Brock, oh Kosha, you just get so. Pumped. Yeah, these are the original horses that you had, Christian. The whole time you guys were going through Gnome Valley and the mountain and the mansion was going all the way around the mountain range with them Leading and horses. ending up at the Vulture. Oh my Queens God! So tomb. you have three, I think, right? You have Brock, Butter, and Cordelia. The and horse. Cordelia. So I feel like while Anya and Doctor C we're knitting sweaters I feel like Kiki has already mounted Brock like yeah she's ready to get out of there okay so our horses are back I'm gonna really need y'all to catch me up sister Pluvius um comes up to you and she still looks very disappointed in herself because she feels bad that she messed things up with Cass but she comes over with slightly smaller bundles for you there's just like one little crust of bread um in each one not as nice as what she gave to Cass but she gives them to you and says for your journey sister P this is so thoughtful thank you so much we're thinking we might go to Ozer City have you heard of this place she nods and she tells you like she told Cass that once you leave the settlement the road will fork and there are two paths both will eventually lead you to Other City one of them is shorter but more more dangerous and one of them is longer but safer hmm when you say more dangerous how you mean like big spooky monsters or just like big hills what are we talking about she seems nervous and she says she, she's never taken that path I've never gone that way but I have heard that in order to make it that way you have to be prepared to defend yourself uh, okay well um can you sister P can you tell Cass that we are heading to Other City and we would really like it if she would join us she nods and she backs away. And also, you know, Cordelia, I think, is here with us. So Cass better shake a fucking leg. Yeah. Okay. In the distance, Cass, you hear the familiar yet still new nay of uh, Cordelia, the horse. Cool. What does that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> so I could I could take her horse. You could. Cordelia? You could take Cordelia. Take Cordelia. Yeah. 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 like, I guess this is my horse. Great. Can someone talk to me about, again, how Cass has a stone dragon that's CC? Are you sure we don't want to go back for that? <laughs> As we're, I guess, slowly trotting along behind, some 50 feet behind Kiki. Uh, I mean, I assume Cass will join us, hopefully. So, okay. I mean, she is safe with Cass, right? Cass is not going to throw a statue off. Actually, you know what? She did try to leave you behind. She tried to leave me behind? Uh, yes. What? You look so spooky. We thought you were poisoned dead. All right. I guess we'll go forward and leave Cece the stone dragon, which, by the way, last night you were like, let's go get her before we went to bed. Mm. Maybe oh, a sister P, sister P. She's like far back behind you. But like if you shout for her, sister P, can you tell Cass to make sure to take Cece out of bag in case she has to breathe? She just waves. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, so Kiki, Dr. Christina, and Anya are on their way forward, of course, with Kiki in the lead by around 50 feet. We're back over to Cassandra. She is still breathing on the size fruit. Yeah, it feels like the... I mean, how much progress has been made? I mean, yeah, it's like almost a drop of water has come off. Okay, so she's going to take her tinderbox mm. and go as there like a fire pit. There's out mm. a fire pit outside of the... There's a fire pit outside the, of the tent. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's going to go to the fire pit outside of the tent mm -hmm. and light a fire. Okay. Yeah, we'll have you roll a survival check. So, yeah, it's a DC of 10. 
13. Great. You successfully light a fire. It's not quite roaring, but it's healthy. It's a lot more effective than what you were doing. It start, it's starting to actually melt and make like a good dent in the ice fruit itself. You, it seems to be working. You're on your way. So uh, if you keep doing that, and I'm assuming you are, we're like yep. going to the end here. Okay. So as you're holding that ice fruit up above the fire and it's making that little cave of um, non-ice. <laughs> it's starting to get to the center. So at this point, you could take it off the fire and then poke a little hole like it's a coconut. Yes. Great. I want to do that. You did it. Okay, cool. And now what do you do? So the first thing I'm going to do is just like pour a little bit of it onto my hand. Okay, so the shimmering liquid inside, it's silver. And if you recall, it looks like something rendered in the 90s and it is thick like molasses. And it does not, like, you can't disconnect a piece of it. It all kind of globs together as one. So it's like you can pour it onto your hand, but it will just sit there kind of in like a little... Why don't you roll an insight check for us? Okay. Oh, God. Uh, Ten? It looks really refreshing as if drinking it would be fun. (laughs) All right, Cass going to drink it. (laughs) Oh, my God. God, It could be mercury. (laughs) Okay, so you you pop it into your mouth. It's like a little blob of of molassesy liquid. Yeah, I go like <laughs> like a jello shot. All right. So <laughs> as as you suck it in, the liquid fills your mouth, flooding your mouth with this thick, cold taste of pennies. And as you swallow and the liquid slides down your throat, you feel something chilly spread through you vibrating through your torso, reaching down your arms and legs, and this vibrating chill fills your entire body until with a sudden whoosh, you dissolve into a puddle of silvery goo. Oh no! And with that, this has been another mysterious episode of RHO TND. Thanks for listening to Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons. Want more RHO D&D? Head to patreon.com slash housewives of D&D for access to our player character sheets, ad-free episodes, merch drops, our Discord mansion, detailed notes and confessionals from our DMs, full-length video versions of our episodes, our bi-weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, live events, bonus content, and more. Patreon.com slash housewives of D&D. Follow us across social media at Housewives of D&D and send us your thoughts at housewivesofdnd at gmail.com. Our DMs are Valen Shore and Allison Zada, and our players are Riley Rose Critchlow, Elizabeth Ho, Liz Jenkins, Kosha Patel, and Nicole Wyland. Original music by Valen Shore and sound design by Kevin Senzaki. Real Housewives of Dungeons & Dragons is produced by Reality RPG and is not associated with Bravo or Wizards of the Coast. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.